is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your boy, Sean Spencer, one half of that dynamic duo that is Let's Talk Football. And ladies and gentlemen, let me adjust that real quick. Yeah, it's Wednesday. And yeah, we're here. And you know what? You know what? Let me go ahead and do this for Janae and all these Cowboys fans so they know we still the same old Washington command. <laughs> We yes, sir. still want Dallas. Let's go. Come on now. But look, we got a lot of stuff to do. I'm not even going to do an intro because we got so much. I'm ready to talk. My guy right here, South Carolina's finest. This guy is cool, calm, and collected and survived the storm. We're happy that you're still doing well. <laughs> What's up, Will? <laughs> What's going on, man? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that quite a storm that we we didn't get, which I ain't right. mad about that, but that, that works. But yeah, man, hey, hey, second week in a row now, I say. The fact that we're talking on a Wednesday, I'm much more analytical and a whole lot less emotional. Yes. And, and and there's a lot, a lot of good things that we can find here. A lot of red skin, uh, red skin full glasses on, on some things I got. But uh, I got a new shirt on. I yeah. got the oh, R. I like that. I like that. I, I, I was proud to find the R. What could this is this reminds me of like the little Texas song, What Might Have Been. Had they chosen red rules, we could have kept right. this, but they didn't See? listen to us. But uh yeah, so it's a good night. It's a good night. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And well, I I gotta I gotta tell the people, like I, I was in West Virginia this weekend, and after watching the game, I was messaging you the entire game. And I look, Will, had we not had to drive home that evening, I, I was ready to come on, go live. And just, were. I, I was I was gonna lose it. I was gonna have a, an old school rant like you have not seen before. I was ready, but like you said, cooler heads prevailed. Going back and rewatching this game, it's a little bit of a different outcome now. The way I look at it, wasn't it much different than what I saw uh, live on Sunday? I I know oh yeah. I saw some things too. Oh yeah, so we're definitely gonna go ahead and get into it. But like I alluded to a little bit earlier, we do want to send our prayers out to all those affected by Hurricane Ian. If you have not seen Fort Myers, uh, absolutely just ransacked. A lot of those coming up that coast are just destroyed. It came up, like you said, it kind of you got a little wind and rain. I know a couple other people that got a little wind and rain, but. It kind of came up through like Jersey and a lot of those places and yeah. just totally wiped some things out. Um, even I believe at uh, was like Virginia Beach, they were showing that the water was still all the way almost up. And you know how they have the sand that kind of dries down the sand. It was just a straight drop for, yeah. you know, not, you know, a couple feet, but it was still like it was blocked off. So you could not go. So was Virginia Beach the one where the where they said, like, yeah, there's no more beach and went all the way up. Yeah, I, well, did, yeah that, did Anton post that picture? I don't know if he posted. I saw it on the news, but I, I'll definitely ask him about it. But, yeah, it, that, from what it showed, it came all the way up, and they had blocked it off completely so yeah. that you couldn't go over there. And, it, I mean, even though it didn't really ravage us in this area as much as it did southern, um, you know, the southern parts of America and Florida and all that stuff, yeah, um, it's still just, just awful just to think about. I mean, the power – of what, you know, these storms, hurricanes, things like that can do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was nuts. Like I said, you know, we were obviously very thankful how much, you know, we never lost power um, and all that. And it, it kind of moved from us, but yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it like we said, it, it tore through Tampa, it tore through parts of Florida and that's, it's just awful. It's awful. Yeah. It's rough, man. It's rough. So definitely prayers go out to them. 
make sure you are sending out, you know, whatever you can, man, even just a little bit helps. Even if you can't send down any money, send out, you know, care packages, send mm-hmm. out, you know, anything, just let reach out to them. My brother actually lives not too far. I think he lives in Jacksonville. And he was saying he's all safe. You know, we didn't hear from him for a couple of days. He said, honestly, we were just, you know, it was a lot, it was a lot of rain, a lot of wind, but nothing really crazy in their area wasn't really hit that bad. So I, I love that. I love hearing that because, you know, for a while I'm calling my dad, my dad's calling me, people are calling each other. Like, you know, we haven't heard from my brother and, you know, all at the end of the day, prayers were answered. Everything is all good. good deal. Um, so definitely, definitely want to send our prayers out to them. And you know what, to show that even though this is a Washington show, we care more about people than anything else. One of the things I found out during the game, and I'd actually found this out before, former Dallas Cowboys tight end Gavin Escobar lost his life in a rock climbing accident. Um, You know, he's no longer, he was no longer in the league, um, but I mean, he he was one of these guys that loved to go out and, you know, do those kind of tougher sports, X game, you know, climb rocks, stuff like that. And uh, unfortunately found him at the bottom of whatever he was climbing and he, he had, he's deceased. And we just want to send our prayers out to his family. I, I believe he had a wife and two children and that's just, that's awful. You never want to think about that type of stuff. So just send your prayers out to the family, um, to them, the organization, everybody taking care of that because that's just, you never know the day or the time or the hour, man. So yeah. Yeah. Prayers to him. What's going on, Nathan Snell? Uh, Nathan had a good show. Good, good did, recap of the game, man. You had some good you, things to say. So you watched, you watched it. Okay. I did. I, I did. Nate, I apologize. I, I've been working nonstop on, you know, on a new thing we're doing and let's talk football. It's called TGIT. Thank God it's Tuesday where we have three shows back to back to back and they killed it all yesterday. Absolutely. Let's talk football NFC South. Uh, let's talk football the roundtable. And then let's talk fantasy football. All came in succession one after the other. All three of them went off without a hitch. I absolutely loved it. Shout out to all those Heck on yeah. there. Yeah, but I, I, I got you. I got what you sent me. Um, but I wasn't able to watch it yet. So I'm definitely going to watch it tonight. He, he, I think but, he's going to, he saw a lot of the same stuff we saw. I think he's going to agree with most of what we have to say, except for the little stuff that you and I have, 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 uh, okay. have that may, he might be, he going to learn something today. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> Cause we're here to teach ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh. we're here to teach. So definitely going to get into it. You know what the show is. It's Washington football weekly. And you know what happened? We're not ashamed to say it. Washington again. For the third week in a row, took an L, this time to our most hated rival, the Dallas Cowboys. Well, we lost 25 to 10. And again, in the beginning, I was furious. Right after the game, I mean, I was with my fiance's father, so I couldn't say any of the stuff. I, all the F-bombs I dropped were to you because I could not say them out loud. I <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, talk to me, Will. I mean, because at first glance... You know, fists are bald, and I'm waiting for somebody to say something. But then, you know, after looking into it, I don't feel as bad. Talk yeah, to yeah, no, I mean, uh, it was it was one of those games where, like, even while watching it live, it'd be like certain things happen. I'm like, really? That's happening again? We're doing that again? Whereas, like, yep. it was it was just you know so frustrating. Um, 
we had to leave in about the start of the fourth quarter to go take family pictures. Um, we had a 420 session and we had about 30 minute drive. So, but for the second week in a row, I did not see the game end live. And that probably is good for my psyche. Not going to lie. So I, I, I was able to go watch it later on, but I too, like when you said, you were like, well, I'm, I'm so steaming mad. We got to go on tonight. At first I was like, nah, nah. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, no, we got to talk about this. So I got fired up too Sunday evening, ready to go on. And I'm glad you were like, Hey, I'm busy. I can't do it right now. And so that, that got squashed. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it, look, it was rough. And, and, you know, there, there are times when God definitely comes in and says, uh-uh. It's not going to happen. Hold we, up. Right. <laughs> we we were on the road coming back from her parents and uh, Catherine actually not to put her business too much out there, but she had actually contracted like a little bug from, you know, her parents had had it. Her dad was kind of dealing with that, that that morning. So we were going, stopping, going, stopping. So I got oh, a lot of. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, on, no. on 66 That's and 81. Miserable. It's raining. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, it was rough. But I got I got a chance. I'm texting everybody. I'm texting you guys. I'm like, I'm setting up shows. I was ready to do. I was like, we're going to be back at 10. So I got two shows. We're gonna, I'm ready. College football, pro, everything. And then it just it didn't work out that way. And it was better that it didn't because I needed time to go back and look. And I saw that, honestly, it was a lot of missed opportunities. Missed I mean, opportunities is the perfect word to describe it, Sean. That I mean, that was it. We know and we've talked about this since Friday. There was those two interceptions that were called back on an account of whatever penalties, whether they were right or wrong. Those were definitely they stopped things. They they yeah. stopped some of the momentum that we could have had. And there's a play that I was telling you about later in the game. We're down. I think it was 25 to 10. They're late. They're back in their own end zone. And we ran a double stunt. Jonathan Allen came around the side, jumped up, deflected the pass. It goes straight up in the air. Him and Montez Sweater just looking around, and you just see it drop right next to their feet. And you're like, no. Yeah. Oh, yes. my goodness. So yeah. things like that could definitely have changed the outcome. And, and another one will, and I'm going to bring this to you, right before the half, we give up the touchdown. But then all of a sudden, Obata hops over the dude, Blocks the kick, and then is and then is like, yeah, I blocked it. And the guy's like, get the ball, get the. And he's just, what, what? And he picks up the ball. The guy tackles him. And Re, I think it was Reese that came up to him. He's like, no, you, we, you could have taken it to the house. Oh, that changes the game. Will I talked to you about this, and I talked to Nathan about this. At that point, it was twelve to seven. If we take that back, we are at least flip it back. I potentially could have got that. That turns it twelve to nine. We have a minute left after that. We could have got it into field goal range, and I think that changes the dynamic of that whole game. And we're talking about either a 12-9 or a 12-12 ball game where we get the ball in the second half. So missed opportunities really killed us in this one, man. Yeah, but how do you not know the rules? Yeah, oh, right. Like, right. that's not something that just got brought in this year or last year that you might not be aware of. Like, that's yeah. been in the – like, why did he not scoop the ball up, you know? Yeah. Um, and you're right, because it could have you know, changed some things. I didn't think it may have – they could have affected that final drive. There's a lot of criticism that we were being very conservative. And I think we were being conservative because the last thing we were trying to do was give Dallas more opportunities yes. to potentially score. You know, knowing that we were going to get the ball back. Yes, they had three timeouts. And so it was like, if we happen to turn the ball over or have to punt it, we're not going to give them any time to do anything with it, which ended up happening. But I look at this game and I know we're going to get into the the positives that we saw. And I I have some because I look at this and I say, 
We lost the game. There it is. There it is. We lost the game. It wasn't that we got beat mm-hmm. by by the opponent. Yeah. So yeah. 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 It, it was it. Yeah. And, and and I know what your Cowboys fans are saying. Oh, don't be salty. Don't cry. This and that. We're gonna break this thing down for you. So even you will understand that you guys got extremely lucky uh with a little help from your friends because uh Terry McLaurin. And we got some footage of this. Terry McLaurin was getting held. He's yes. one play where they went deep early. The guy puts his hand on his chest and stops him from running. But apparently that's not in her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to it. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but look, let's go ahead. We're going to take a quick two minute, uh, two second breather into this. And we're going right in to our positive. Let's go. <laughs> the Washington Commanders. There it is. Yeah, buddy. Now we have our we last week we did put out some keys to victory. And I know if you went back and watched, you gotta you got we, we we said a lot of stuff last week. We had multiple guests on there, and I know we had a Dallas fan that was ready to speak her mind. Yes, uh, she was. Yeah, but we had a couple keys to victory, Will. Um, one of them, and it's gonna go into my positive. Uh, one of the things that you and I both said, and we've been talking about all year, establishing the run, running early. And running often 16 times we ran on first down including the first two plays of the game and we were getting some chunk yards but that dedication to the run that is something that i've been touting all year and i was really excited to see that they continued to run it and as long as we were ahead of the chains with the running game like that things were working positive once we got behind the chains i mean we saw what happened but what, what were some of uh, uh, our keys and things that you were talking about yeah, so we talked about running the ball and also like the coaches coming up with a better game plan. And I, th- I think that goes hand in hand because I actually think we had a pretty good game plan um, in, in place here. And we did. We had over 100 yards in the first half. Yes. And it, it was moving the ball. And we saw Gibson was getting first downs. McKissick was getting some runs. Jonathan Williams came out of nowhere and, and proved to be a thumper. Like, like we've been the team has been saying this guy deserves to be on a roster. And he showed it, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, so we were running the ball. We were controlling the clock. The point of the game was basically to to slow Dallas down. You know, they had a very conservative offensive game plan, but we wanted to slow down and we wanted to wear down their defense. And it was working in the first half. Carson Wentz was throwing mostly shorter passes at time, you know, and kind of working some of that stuff. Um, we just weren't able to. We weren't able to keep it going. And as we found, and it's going to be kind of one of the negatives, is we just cannot handle any type of adversity on offense right now. Not at all. We Not just all. we unravel with the first bad thing because we had drives that made it to the 50, and then penalties happen, and we'd have to punt it away. We had drives where we'd get a couple first downs. We, we just, you know, um, a penalty or, you know, just something would happen, and we just could not sustain any type of success out there. Oh, absolutely. So, yo, yeah, let, let's go into positives. And, and I want to I want to come right really quickly to what what um, Nathan was saying. Offense of line allowed two sacks. Going back to some of the keys to victory. Keep Carson Wentz clean. Keep him upright and make sure that he's not get going down that line. Even and we know the issues. There was there was penalties that we'll discuss. There was a lot of different things that, like you were talking about, set us back and definitely uh, uh, hurt us and our, our momentum on offense. But the fact of the matter is we were able to keep 
one of the top five defenses in the cut in the league. I'm thinking college in the mm-hmm. league. <laughs> we were able to keep them off of our quarterback. Now, yes. there is a negative side to that that we'll get to because he might not have got sacked. Right. It doesn't mean they weren't they weren't in his his living room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but this was definitely something very huge to me, and it's it has got to be something that's that's positive. Um, well, what do you think? Absolutely. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. The offensive line giving up the five sacks that they did was, was not good. And I think Cosme gave up three of them on his own. So, so that, that was really bad, but we'll, we'll, sorry, we'll get in the negatives. No positives was, was we kind of gone over as we established a run game. Um, it really happened in the first half. So I was liking to see that. Um, and, and I was also liking to see you credit to you, Sean, you've been saying this about the defense and it happened. The defense was bend, but don't break again. And that is going to be our MO. But you know what I noticed? And no one's talking about this. How come none of the media are talking about this? What was our biggest concern about the defense coming into this season? And that was the problem from the previous year. Mm. Third and long. Third and long. Getting off the field. We're not having those problems the last couple of weeks. No. Now, part of those problems is because we're giving big plays away on first and second down. So you're not in third and long. But, But no. You know, we, the defense was getting off the field. Dallas yeah. was punting the ball all four yes. quarters. We gave ourselves opportunities. Yes. You know, we kept getting the ball back. There were a couple of times I'd be texting you saying, we had the ball on our own 40. Okay, here we go. Let's go yeah. right right at them right now. We've got great field position. And then we, you know, have a dud of a drive again. You know, so the defense was holding their own. Um, our defensive line, Payne, Allen, putting pressure, earning their money. Payne's yes. earning that extension by us yes. or whoever gives it to him. Montez Sweat, who I am—I haven't been as critical on this show of, but I'm very critical on Sunday afternoon screaming at my TV. I'm like, <laughs> give us a sack, make a play. Yeah. Well, he, he wasn't getting sacks, but he was putting pressure. Like, you know, especially when Dallas was up against their end line, he was putting some pressure and making uh, Rush throw the ball quicker. So the defense played pretty well, minus our terrible DBs and, and the chunk plays and penalties that they have. But it it wasn't an improvement. Um, so I'm, I'm going to throw it back to you because then I've got my, my other positives are going to be where we had a chance to win the game. But I want you to give you a chance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, oh, and Alex came on. He's on the right scene. on time. Perfect, buddy. <laughs> What's up, Alex? Yo, hey, but, but like you said, going back on what you said on defense that, you know, it was Ben, but don't break. Look, we only gave up five first downs now it was five of 15 but like you said there was a lot of chunk plays so it is kind of a you know a misconstrued stat but at the same time that's a, still a big thing another thing that was huge for us that we did last week and it gets lost in the fact that we gave up 24 points in the second quarter is that we essentially shut down the running game you know Zeke had almost 50 or he had just under 50 but they had a total of 62 rushing yards you mm-hmm. know what I mean that means something now, again, you got to stop the deep ball yes. <laughs> so it can actually mean something. But there was a number of times where they were running first down. They were running second down, Zeke or Pollard, and they were getting stuffed. I remember there was a time, I believe in the third quarter, where they ran a toss over to the left, and one of the only nice plays that William Jackson the third had, yes. he jumps up and hits him for a seven-yard loss, and you're like, let's go. You're getting hyped. You're into this. So our defense was holding its own. And really keeping us in the game. And like you, I'm sure you're going to allude to, it gave us opportunities later in the game to still be alive. There's one thing, before I throw it back to you, there's one thing I do want to talk about that I loved and we didn't do enough of it. And that's tempo. 
that's tempo. There's a lot of times we had big runs, first down runs. We're gassing it for 10 yards. We're going Jonathan Williams, uh, McKissick got a a couple. I know he got one right off tackle that took us down the field on the touchdown drive. You know, Gibson, we were getting them around like that stretch to the left side. We saw something along that left side where we were getting around that left and getting a stretch. And then second down, boom, right back to the line. Go move it, move it, move it. Now, as we as we see later in the game. You know, we do that and then an incomplete pass, penalty. Now, all of a sudden, we're backing up. We're backing up. Then it's hard for us to run tempo as much. But I, I really kind of feel once we had them on, you know, on their heels, it negated the speed. It negated the size. It negated digs and all of those things. And I really believe had we been able to keep keep using tempo with successful plays, because that's the other side of it. You can use mm-hmm. tempo all day, but the minute they stop you, it kind of shuts down the momentum. So we need to keep that. Tempo. But I loved that. I loved it. And I, in my opinion, we did not do enough of that. But going back to missed opportunities, Will, talk to me about some of the positives, some of the places where things would be very different if we do what we're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. So so going back to the theme of, of we could have won this game, we lost the game. I'm starting to wonder if we need to listen to what Ron is saying when he, he you know, Ron has been preaching patience these last couple of weeks and he's been saying, well, if we fix this play here and this play here and this concept here, we're going to be okay. And we've been really blasting him. You know, everyone in DC is blasting him. I'm, you know, I'm sure you're hearing it up there, you know, but oh, yeah. maybe he's on to something. All right. And there are some plays there where it's like, you know what, he, he might, he might be right. Um, and, and, and the other thing is the fact that, you know, Ron's team start off slow and end strong. We're in our slow start. So maybe there's a chance for us to kind of, kind of, you know, renew this. So basically I'm trying to say, let's keep some faith. And let, let, now we're going to talk about some plays here. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So the, the score was 12 to set. What, what's Nate? Expand can on you what? expand on that? Will uh, which part the keep the faith part. I, I, it, Nate, let us know what you, what exactly you mean. It's about to keep the faith. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, no, I think it was, Oh, Oh, um, on believing what Ron was saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about the fact that he is saying that, you know, there are correctable errors that they can make, you know, take care of. And some of the stuff we're seeing out there, the big plays, the results are worse than what the mistakes are happening and they can fix it. So here's going to be one of the things I'm going to talk about with the game where we were right in it many times and calls didn't go our way or things didn't break our way. So the first one I'm going to talk about is the score was 12 to seven. Mm-hmm. We intercept the ball at the Dallas 30-yard line, but it gets taken away because of defensive holding. I can't stand this call because the penalty did not affect the play. Right. What Dallas did is they had their running back run out to the flat, all right, and he and because they were making a show that we're in man coverage. Jamin Davis ran with him to the sideline. The minute Cooper Rush caught the ball, he threw it deep, all right? They called a holding call underneath. You know, that had nothing to do with the play. Now, I understand that the official is looking on one thing and he's not looking at what's going deep. That's another official's responsibility. But they could have come together and said, did this penalty impact the play? Because it did not impact it in any way. That could, that penalty flag could have been picked up and we would have had the ball down 12-7 mm-hmm. at the 30-yard line of Dallas. So yeah. that was a really, really rough penalty to be served. Second time, it's 15 to 7. So when 
we didn't get to intercept the ball. Dallas like went right back. I think they had that deep pass to Noah Brown. They drove down. They got a field goal. So it's now 15 to seven. We drive down to the Dallas 18. Okay. So we're within the red zone now down one score and Wentz gets called for intentional grounding. Yeah. All right. I certainly know that he was not throwing to who the closest receiver was, but by the time the ball hit the ground, in my opinion, Logan Thomas was nearby. He was within eyesight of the official to say, why did we call intentional grounding on that? Right. So like that was a backbreaker because we got moved back. We had another bad play. We had to play for a field goal to make it uh 15, 10. So we kind of got, got crushed on these two calls by the officials. Yeah. Then later on, we had another time. We're down 22 to 10 in the fourth quarter. We're at the 10 yard line of Dallas on fourth down. All right. We throw a corner route to Terry as he's in the end zone and breaks. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Diggs has his arm out like this. Yeah. Terry runs into it and stumbles. The ball falls down. I how can how can you say that the defensive guy did not impede his progress there? How is there not a penalty on that play? You can yeah. call holding and give us a first down if you want us five yards. That's not very impactful. You could call offensive pass interference and put the ball at the one. Like there really should have been something there. And the refs bailed out digs on that play. So mm-hmm. there were three moments now where like we made plays or had plays out there, especially the most, the two of them on offense, I thought were kind of more, um, the first two penalties were, were more egregious than that, where it's like we were there making plays mm-hmm. and the refs are kind of taking it away from us. And that, that was really tough to where I think like there are plays that are being made out there that we can take advantage of. And maybe the mistakes can be corrected easier than we see in the heat of the game. Right. Right. Uh, now he says we're in year three. At some point, when does accountability take place? I totally get the patience part, but I'm seeing the self-inflicted mistakes. Honestly, I, I look to, to what to what Will was saying. Like these are these are situations that are kind of out of our control. Uh, if you look at the penalties, we're going to talk about this a little bit later. Scary Terry was held on multiple routes, and matter of fact, the one holding penalty that we got called on for Tadeek Charles, it looked like it was almost an interception by Diggs. Scary Terry came out of his break and yes. digs down near pulled the Jersey, yes. you know, and they didn't, they didn't call any of that. You know what I mean? There was another one where we had, I think it was a five wide receiver set. And we saw that um, scary Terry McLaurin was lined up on Micah Parsons. Uh, scary um, Terry runs like a little, uh, one of those little dig routes comes back out. As he comes back out, we noticed that he kind of like kind of falls a little bit. And then all of a sudden you see Micah behind him, Micah, Pulls his dirt. I mean, these are things that we cannot control. I, I completely agree that discipline is an issue. And if that's what you're saying mm-hmm. falls on coach. Yeah, we'll definitely address that in the negatives. But I do think I do think I do think that there are certain things that are out of our control. And a lot of it, it played a big factor in the game that really kind of messed us up and messed up our momentum. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and what Nathan brought up is, is completely true. No, I, he has to be accountable. I don't like the fact that we start off slow with under Ron. Uh, you know, I, I do think it's a testament to some of the coaching that they're able to pull this together. They don't lose teams, but it frustrates the, the living daylights out of me. But that's just Absolutely. kind of been what he's been. He's we, we're terrible in September. Uh, yeah. But I just feel like in that game against Dallas, there were plays that we were making or there was just stuff taken from us Yeah, that really – could have 
gotten us more in the game than than yeah. what happened. And I was like, that's what had me so frustrated going back and, and re-watching the game. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What's going on, Anton? I will see you this Sunday, my friend. Anton, you're two well. minutes too late, man. I just went through my, my things to be positive. Come on, Anton. <laughs> Yo, and hey, Kyle Gacy, gang, gang. What's up, my friend? Yo, guys, got to check out my guy, Kyle Hasey on, uh, uh, Kyle Yacy, sorry about that, on Tuesday nights, 7.30 Eastern, 5.30 Mountain Time, I believe. Let's talk football in FC South. Him, myself, as I double as a Panthers fan, a moonlighting, guys. Uh, then you got, yeah. <laughs> that look. Oh, I'm keeping that one. I love it. Yeah. Yo, Andrew Fobert, Nicole, uh, Nicole uh, Chat, all these guys are on the show. It's a great show. Definitely got to take a look and see. Oh, man. <laughs> well, all I can say is to Kyle's, man, bring on the Falcons. Let's we ain't go. scared. We, we ain't, ain't that was scared. scared. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get it. Yeah, Anton, brother that just got back home. Dag on, man. Glad, glad you're home safe, though, man. And And are you kidding me? Probably you saying you're a pseudo Panthers fan. Yeah. <laughs> Look. I'll, hey, I'll I'm from Carolina. Masters. I'm from Carolina. Look, I'm, I'm doing it to help my guy out. You know where I'm at. You know where, where I lie. You know, I stay be... right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, don't do this. Kyle, don't, you don't want this. Yeah. Well, actually, you can have us if you want to start Mariota. We saw what he did last game. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you don't want to play Ron later in the season, Kyle. That's when he gets stuff together. Bring it. You could be sacrificed. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yo, but ladies and gentlemen, uh, we we gonna we're gonna do this. Normally, I don't I don't put a little quick breather in between positive and negatives, but I feel like we got some things to say and negatives. So we're gonna do a, a quick two second breather and be right back with you for our negatives portion of the show. Let's go. <laughs> the Washington Commanders. There it is. Yeah, buddy, we are back with you on Washington Football Weekly. Thank you so much for being with us. Holy Toledo, everything's falling around around me. That's because we are getting to the portion of the show that is the negatives portion of the show. And, Will, I'm going to send it to you. I was going to start, but uh had a bunch of – my water just fell right oh, next hell. to me. So, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, snap. So, Will, I'm coming to you first. I got plenty, but I know you do too. What would you got sure. for me, man? I'll give you a couple, let you do some, and we can kind of so we don't dominate. So the very first part is the negatives, the fact that our offense cannot handle any type of adversity. It's awful that all it takes is one false start, one holding call, one bad route that puts us into third and long that we're not able to handle right now. Um, it's it's so frustrating. Uh when we get in those situations, because then the defense is pinning their ears, ears back and going to my next point is our offensive line just continues to be atrocious. Um, this week, we have our, of our 11 penalties. Five of them were on the offensive line and on three different players. You know, Wentz is under siege during the game. And he's just like last week, he's clearly rattled. So it, it, it makes some of his throws off. So it's just – we can't handle adversity. The line is not playing well at all. And it's just, it's just so frustrating that we can be making plays and then just start going backwards right now. I just, I did not really expect this from our offense. I expected to be more, more frustrated with our defense. So the fact yeah. that that's kind of going on with our offense right now is, is a little tough. 
Yeah, no, that, that's that's definitely that's definitely a, a problem. Oh my goodness, we want who? We want Dallas. We're coming yeah. back for you, and I hope you listen to this because we got a whole bunch of things that we want you to know about how you were given the game. We we were the ones we watched the show, one. Janae. There's some there's yeah. some facts in there. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, yo, but look, I yeah, I agree. Our own line. I mean, you talk about those penalties. There was on two occasions. Back-to-back drives, I believe, drive, believe drive three and drive four, that we had back-to-back penalties. On the first, Sadiq Charles gets a holding penalty, and then Cosme gets a false start on that on the very next play. So we go from second and 10 to second and 20 to second and 25. Then on another play, the potential grounding that you talk about, we were second and 10. That brings us back to about second and 22. Then Cosme again, false start. You cannot have drives where – you were having to deal with second and long. And I mean, yeah. super long second and 12 is one thing you can run something on that. But once you, w- what play do you draw up for second and 26, third and 20? You can't do that. That was not their defense. That was us making the mistake with us, us doing those type of things. We talked about the defensive issues and the, and the, you know, the PIs and the, to the, uh, the miss, the, you know, the, the different calls, you know, Look, Janae, I understand I'm not going to sit here and start crying about, oh, my goodness, calls, 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 this and that. But I do need to show you something. I do need to show because the eye in the sky don't lie, Janae. Y'all were definitely holding my guy, Terry McLaurin. You you know you're muted when you're yelling during those clips. I'm yelling good, good, yeah, because they didn't want to hear what I had to say on those occasions. I mean, oh my goodness, you know, and I love that that first. I think that first one. So that was a third and long. And for the first time all season, we didn't just give a screen passing and give up the play. We were aggressive and said, you know, let's just go deep. Might as well. And, you know, like I said, I, I guess tugging jerseys and getting in the way of the runner is not a penalty like that. But, I mean, that – and and if it's not going to be a penalty in the first quarter, let's not call it then in the third quarter. That's all I ask for. Be consistent with it. But, uh, yeah, there was, there was certain some plays that made you go, huh, well, yeah, that didn't help his route. Right. Right. And so, hey, look, all I'm saying is, I mean, look, you, we obviously there was penalties that we had. We saw that. But those were they showed the replays. You can't tell me that those aren't penalties. But again, I wanted to show that. But that's not part of my negatives. My negatives yeah. that we have to start with. You talked about the penalties. We had 11. There's 11 penalties for over 130 yards. That is not winning football, period. You can't do that. A lot of that comes down to discipline. Now, I know Nate and Alex, let me y'all want to say that's coaches. The coaches should be on there. Da, 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 da. I coached, okay, and I played. I know one of the hardest things to do when you're coaching is you teach every day of the week. You teach in pregame. You show them. You tell them what's going to happen. And when they're in the game and they have to hold their water if they're a lineman or a wide receiver whatever, Sometimes you can't control what happens in a guy's head where he just he juked. And look, we didn't get called on every false start because there was one play that was, that was a pretty decent play that I think Sadiq Charles, when actually he first came in in the second quarter, 
they they uh he definitely took a step back and they didn't call it on it. So I'm not saying it was 100 percent down there, but uh fit, okay. 51, 49 coaches, players. Okay, but yeah, you still got, I mean, you're talking about being accountable. You still got to give some accountability to the guys. Cosme having those two false starts, that's on him. Nick Martin and uh, and uh, Trey Turner and him, give him those holding penalties, that's on them. You know what I mean? So that can be coaching, but if a guy beats you, sometimes it's a smart play to hold to make sure your quarterback doesn't get killed. You know, there's a reason our quarterback only, our offense only gave up two sacks, but we got hit. Carson got hit 11 times. If you look at a couple of those early plays, you know, uh, and it's going to go into my next uh, my next negative, you look at a couple of those plays, Carson is scrambling as soon as he drops back. There is, we One of the things that I think really affected us was we had success with the run game. We had success with tempo. But then it's like we just either killed ourselves or the play calling killed us. One play we had, a, I think it was an eight-yard run to Gibson. We go up to the line with tempo, and then we run a draw play, and it gets blown up in the backfield. And that was third down, and it's like – Yes, what a know, terrible play call. Like, what are y'all doing? That's negating the tempo. If you're going to do that, catch them off guard, not run right back to where you just ran it. So I get it that Dallas definitely did some things. But they didn't do everything on us, okay? We really messed up ourselves. And I, I'm going to send it back to you, Will. I got I got a couple more things, but I'm going to take a take a brief a drink of water so I can calm myself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to talk about our DB play, you know. And and so of the 11 penalties, four of them were, all, were on our cornerbacks. And number one stunner, William Jackson III, mm. Is, is all about getting those, those yeah. penalties. And it's a little bit where, like, some of this technique that happens out there, I just – I don't understand. Twice, when the ball's in the air coming close, he's putting his hand on the guy's shoulder yeah. and ripping yep. him down. Yep. How is that playing corner? How is that playing the ball? Like, where did you learn that from? Um, one of the ones that he got the penalty on, the, the play where that I got frustrated, like, wait, that's the same thing they did to Terry that we didn't call, so why are we calling it here? He had safety help. You know who was there when I think at safety? I think Kendall Fuller might have lined up on safety on that play. No one else yeah. was catching that. But how, would, how did we have two corners back in the middle of the field if right. they didn't move Fuller to safety on, on you know in, in one of the plays? But Fuller was right there with him helping. We had two guys, and he ripped the guy's shoulder, and they got the pass interference call. Like, come on, dude. Like, what are you doing? Then, of course, that touchdown to C.D. Lamb, he sits there and goes, "Get what, what has happened in the, in the, for the past two years on defense with these defensive backs? We get burned, we and they look at each other going, oh, I thought you I thought you were going to go there. I thought you had safety help. Your man, right. Yeah, William Jackson said, he goes, because, well, he ran a double move, and I thought I had safety help. He got me to the outside to bite, but then I thought I had help on the inside, and nobody was there. And it's like, dude, how many – like, you were out last week, and St. Juice was making some plays, you know? Yeah. And so it, it's just so frustrating that the same problems keep happening. Kendall Fuller, you know, you and me were were complaining about uh, our, our, our lack of, of press coverage. Kendall Fuller got burned by Noah Brown in press coverage. I think we saw exactly why we give 10-yard cushions out there because maybe he's, you know, he can't play press. Now, 
we are also right to say, though, when you're back in the red zone and you've got an end line behind you, why are we giving them 10-yard cushions like they did to, to A.J. Brown? Like, that's the time you get up on your man. But right. I understand when you're at the 30-yard line why you're going to give him some space because Fuller got torched by that guy. Mm-hmm. But it's just these DBs, this, these corners just continue to make bad plays and, and give up chunk plays, whether it's by penalty or just long throws. And that's negating – all the positives that the defensive line was doing on Sunday. And that's just so frustrating. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And stick and stay with CD lamb. I mean, look, this guy just, he's their number one guy. He torched us. He torched us. Now we saw Gallup came back and, you know, he had a catch. He had, you know, I think he had one deep ball and, you know, he had a couple catches later. Yeah. But the, the guy that, that torched us, CD lamb, six catches, three, just under a hundred yards. And that TD that you talk about, but look, if we go back to like drive three, I think it was like right, maybe maybe drive three right before halftime. The catches in a row back, from him? To back, to back. Yeah. 20, what, 23, 17, 16. The first one he goes and gets it right on, uh, what's the name? Jamin Davis. Oh, no, the first one was out the, yeah, on Jamin Davis. The second one he did a little angle route, got on Jamin again. The sec- third one he was just in the middle of the, of the coverage. Ain't nobody covering him on that play. No, no. And he continued to do it. Now, on the to, to, to go to the positive, we did ended up holding him to a field goal on that. But it still is it's it's just like, are y'all serious? Because I was sitting there, and I remember I was I was sitting in the chair, just like they're going back to him. They're going. They they figured out a way because on the second play, he goes in motion, and and there was already a receiver over there. I don't know if it's Gallup or Brown. And then he goes in motion and kind of runs like a twins right behind him. And then kind of does a little angle route, comes out to the outside, and then cuts it right. And you saw as he was going to go cross the, uh, uh, Jamin Davis' face because there was a guy that went out to the flat, and Jamin started to go to him, and then he said, no, I'm going to come inside. That step gave CeeDee Lamb, who obviously has the speed to outrun Jamin Davis, mm-hmm. that gave him that you know that extra step, and all of a sudden he's getting almost 20 yards in the middle. So that – to that, I, we know who their top players are. We had the same issues with Devontae Smith a week ago getting over 150 yards on us. You know what yeah. I mean? We are giving up too many big yards to them. And then, I look, I, I, I praised our defense. I said we're bend but don't break. But we're also a defense that makes sure that the other quarterback stays up. <laughs> One sack. One sack. <laughs> we hit the quarterback 11 times. I was glad about that. It was great. But one sack. Nobody's afraid of our defense, no. period. They get excited when they come on the field to play our defense, okay? Now, I understand you hear me. I'm getting a little getting a little louder. Yes, I'm getting a little, a little frustrated. This is nothing compared to what I would have been like. I would have had to have the bleep button on Sunday because I it was just outrageous, some of the things that I was seeing. Um, but honestly, we I love that we're getting pressure. I saw us doing stunts. I saw us kind of switching in and out and having opportunities to get to the quarterback. And we're kind of getting there on the touchdown pass to CD lamb. Deron Payne runs a stunt and has his hand almost right on the arm of Cooper rush. Now it was a good play by Cooper rush to get the ball off. But then once he got the ball off, there was no contention. I mean, it, where was William Jackson in the flipping play? Yeah. You know, he might as well have been on the dag on sidelines. You know Signing what I mean? Autographs with fans there. He wasn't. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. yeah. So it, it honestly, it it was absolutely ridiculous, dude. We just talked about QBs not getting touched. Is their issue again? Yeah, hey, we have to. That was we, two years ago. 
our D-line was the heart of our team. That was the, the strength of our team. They made good plays, yes, but good, we, we almost got to Jared Goff. We almost got to Hurts some of the times. But almost getting to them ain't getting the job done because they're getting the passes over our head and our secondary can't stop anybody. Right, right. So if if, if, if if almost means you're you're causing him to throw the ball earlier than he wanted to and your defense gets interceptions, that's okay. Right. But if you're just almost getting there and they're still getting what they want, it's not mattering. Well, you know, and, and kind of talking about this defense, what was really tough when you're talking about the defensive line is um, and this is gonna be my lack of coaching, you know, segment part, is they did an interview with about Micah Parsons. Aaron Andrews was talking about it, and he was talking how much he owes his first parts of his career to Dan Quinn yep. and how Dan Quinn has come in and, and took a really bad Dallas defense and turned them around and made them you know, very, very formidable. And he takes his best player and puts him in places to make an impact. Now, Parsons didn't have a very impactful game on Sunday, but he's someone that you're game planning around. You know, you get nervous around him that you have to be watching where he is. We've got Montez Sweat as a first-round pick that is a physical freak, and 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 we're not doing that with him. He's not scaring people, you know. Um, he's not making – he doesn't have a sack yet. We're four games in the season. He has no sack. You know, we've said this – Chase Young was not being used in that way or making an impact. You know, so Jack Del Rio has to find a way where every – Flipping game, they talk about our first-round picks along the defensive line. And yet, the best you could really say about that defensive line is they're solid. Yeah, You know, they need to be impactful. They need to put fear into it. Why can Philly only play three or four guys rushing and get sacks and get pressure? Mm -hmm. But we can't. Yeah. Come on now. You all are first-round picks. Your coaches and y'all got to get together and, and fix this because they need to be much. They need to terrorize way more than they than they than they have been. The other thing I'll just mention about the penalties is that we haven't said we've kind of been blaming the refs on some of it. We got to stop doing stupid stuff out there. I caught myself from cursing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the the interception by Saint Juice that got brought back was his own stupidity. Yeah. How come when you're when you're eight, 10 yards down the field, you think you can smack the guy to reroute him, run on, and then run under the ball that's floating like that. Like what makes you think you're going to get away with that? I just, that's, there's some plays out there between some of the holds and, and like that play where like, as much as I got upset at the, the call discrepancies, you're never going to win. If you're give, if you're having over committing over 10 penalties a game if you're in double digits and you're not going to win when you make stupid plays like that out there. Right. Why are we doing that? Just, I don't understand that. Right. Um, Nathan said, can we say there is no true identity on defense? I, I don't say that. I say, what do you say? I just say that identity is Nathan's shtick. He yeah. asks that to everyone. Everything. That's his every, <laughs> yeah, I think this is players. If, if you sit here and really look at that, there's three guys on defense that the def that the offense seems to want to exploit. William Jackson the third, mm -hmm. Kendall Fuller, and I have seen uh I don't know propensity, is this the word? Does that mean a lot? I think I so. That, I think so. Yeah, I think you're saying it right. right. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> he has a propensity to uh uh to get burnt. And Jamin Davis, are they, they have they okay, I'm just gonna say it the way I need to say it. Honestly, they scout us and they know if we can get a running back or if we can get a wide receiver on Jamin Davis or on Cole Holcomb, we have an advantage. They are being picked out individually, those three guys, and they're being targeted. 
and and they're not showing up every single time. And matter of fact, especially later in the game, every time the ball went up deep to uh to William Jackson the third, I, I held my breath. Even on the one where he like knocked the ball out, he made he, a play. The right. last time they challenged him, he made a right. perfect play. He has it in him. Right, he can do it. But I'm not gonna lie, I was definitely like, uh, okay, uh-huh. no flag. Woo, thank goodness. It was like, oh, goodness. No. <laughs> so look, there. I think I think with this, I think that's just scouting. They targeted guys they know. Just similar, similar to what we always say, Eli Apple. You know how he always gives things up. Like they target certain players mm-hmm. that they know can get. I, honestly, our defense, like I said, we shut down the running game. We have a solid run defense, and and I would be eager to look and see where we actually stand in the league. Native or anybody in the comments, definitely check check that out if you can for us. Um, we had them in situations. They were five fifteen on third down, so we were getting them to third down, and for the most part, we were stopping it. Obviously, like uh, Coach said in week two, when we played the Lions, chunk plays. Splash plays are killing us. That's something we got to get a hold of, but it is it is fixable. In my opinion, it absolutely is fixable. Um, you're saying there's something that JDR could fix, uh, sign these guys. Um, he did. We'll talk, well, yeah, we'll talk about guys. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the guys and things like that. Yeah, um, I don't know how much William Jackson can be fixed at this point. I mean, we're on our second year of him being awful, so that has me concerned. But, but I do think uh, I do think we can make some improvements. Uh, Anton said, "Will I uh, disagree? That ball was underthrown. The ref saw it and threw the flag. Goodness, that should have been let go. I don't think it should have been let go. I think it was definitely a penalty. Um, but no." You said the last 37 games we trailed 20 to no. How do you feel about that? Not good. Yeah, no. But a lot of getting in holes and having to having to come back, which we haven't had the firepower to do. Still don't. Is that the last 37 games or the last three games? No, no. There's been a lot. I don't know about 37. There's been a lot of games where where Ron in his tenure with Washington has been down uh, by 20 points. It's been quite a lot. Oh yeah, it ain't good. I believe it. Yeah, it has been rough, but uh, we we're gonna we're gonna try to give y'all some hope, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna try to give you some hope and bring out our game balls, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we still have game balls, and we've had them each of the four weeks of the season, including these last three weeks where we have been losing. Um, I'm going to start with the position that I played in high school, and I'm gonna. Did, did, I knew you were gonna do that. That's why I had to start because I knew you were gonna hit this. <laughs> no, did you go? Did you do just one or did you do all of them? I have an offense and defense. You go okay. first, and I'll let you know if I if I oh. copy you. Mine is running backs. Mine is running yeah. backs. It was all three running back by committee, and I thought it was absolutely great. Gibson, I've been talking about him all year, but they really pushed the rock with him, giving it to him on first down, giving it to him on second down, consistently letting him touch the ball and not runs that are. I form right up the gut. Go to the left. You came back. back. Good. Okay. (laughs) We tore up that left side of the line. I got, I got, I can't my phone on it over here. And I see my face just totally froze. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We tore up that left side of that line. And even there were times we got, we got great blocks on Micah Parsons and we're able to get into that secondary. But best part about this, Three running backs, including Williams, who I know Anton, I know you have talked about him. You were the one who said he was going to be on his team. Him over 40 yards, you know, that that's beautiful.
successful. I love that. Now, obviously, everybody wants a Derrick Henry, who we're going to see this week, or the Jonathan Taylor. I hope you get better, buddy. Um, that, you know, is one guy, bell cow, 140, 150, 30 carries. That's not us. And I like this, that it is a running back by committee because each of these guys had, you know, I think uh, only uh, Antonio Gibson had over 10 carries. You know, um, McKissick, I believe, had eight. And I know Jonathan uh, Williams only had five, and mm-hmm. he was able to get that. But each of them got 40 or more yards on the ground, and we totaled over 140 yards rushing. That That's big, especially with what's coming up this week or potentially in the next coming weeks with our guy Brian Robinson. So this is something that I absolutely love that are, are, we're establishing that running game. And, and we're more than establishing it, we're dedicating – time to we're, we're sticking with it even if we get shut down we're sticking with it and it's proving that it's working for us so on offense i'm going with my running backs let's get it yeah 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 well so i was gonna go jonathan williams as well because i i really like the way he ran and came in and um you know he ran he runs a little bit harder than than both the other two guys so i, I that was gonna be my game ball um, although we might not see him a whole lot here coming mm-hmm. moving forward, which may not be a bad thing if we're bringing in a better talent. I'll go to, to Jahan, you know, and it, man, it really sucks that he's injured um, and is going to be out for a little bit, which <clears throat> he got uh, injured because he was held when trying to, cut. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there were mm-hmm. no penalties out there. We're crying mm-hmm. over it. That's right. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just, he's just been a playmaker out there. You know, that touchdown pass with Wentz was a thing of beauty and and he ran such a crisp route. He set the guy up and made his cut. It's just, he's a, he's just been such a gem of a, of a draft pick. So I'm going to go with him and we're going to miss him in the next two weeks. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely going to miss him. And I'm going to let you go def- uh, on the defensive side. So I don't steal what you got there too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go our two defensive tackles. They're our most consistent pass rushers right now. And Deron Payne is, is playing lights out. Um, He, you know, he, he does the dirty work, takes on two blockers quite a lot, but he's also putting pressure, excuse me, putting pressure on the quarterback. And if if you're gonna play well, play well in your contract year when it's time to get paid this off season. And he is certainly doing it. And um, he's getting to that point where I'm starting to think and say, well, based on our depth, which we're going to get to soon, maybe we can't afford not to re-sign this guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, no, really, really happy with the way they've been playing, those two guys in, inside, the Bama boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is why we should probably talk about who we have for game balls prior <laughs> to it. <laughs> I also Whoops. picked the D-line. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I picked the defense in a whole as a whole, and I know we've talked a lot about the secondary and a lot about the things that they've messed up on. But honestly, 5-15 on third downs. We held them under 65 yards rushing and honestly held their main guy under 50 yards rushing. And we didn't sack the quarterback but one time, but we got to the quarterback. And it showed up a lot later in the game where there was a couple plays back-to-back where they ran screen play, screen play, and we were right there. Jonathan Smith-Williams, I got to shout him out because – there was a play where they were deep in their own end zone and they ran it on a play where actually Montez Sweat's coming over the top and he actually gets held by uh, Jason Peters. But Shocker. again, yeah, again, no call. No call. You know, but you saw on the other side, Schultz was blocking 
and kind of, you know, hand fighting. Because I, I really said, hold, hold. Right, right. Yes. And then, and so, and then Smith Williams realized, okay, now he's just going to let me go. And he kind of stands there and is able to stop it, you know, shuts it, you know, uh, Cooper, uh, Cooper Rush had to just throw it to his feet, shuts mm-hmm. down the whole play. That lets me know you're getting it. Because I talked about this play a week ago where Philly had the same type of situation on the touchdown play to Goddard. Where all of it, where you said Montez Sweat and they're kind of hand fighting, and then Montez Sweat rushes past him to go to quarterback. And I, my whole time, I'm thinking you didn't think that this guy he didn't even try to block you. you that's a screen. That that should be a tell. I'm glad it looks like we're going back and looking at film. So I got to give it to that defense. Bend but don't break. And I think at the if we can stay healthy, get those pieces back, and figure out our secondary, I honestly think that defense is going to be a, a huge part to our team going down the stretch mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so that is where we are ladies and gentlemen oh my goodness we appreciate y'all being here with us uh and and yes it has been an hour we had a lot to say okay and we're not done yet wow. we got a couple other things yeah <laughs> Did you and, that? Can, can you only can you imagine what it would have been like had uh had we had we talked on sunday that oh, just that oh. <laughs> would have been rough deposits would have been a lot shorter all right, yeah, <laughs> would have been able to find those, you know what I mean? So, yo, we have to get we have we'll be right back. We got a couple more things we got to talk about before we let you go. But before we do, let's talk football. The round table is one of three shows that was on yesterday on what I have deemed TGIT. Thank God it's Tuesday, where we have Let's Talk Football NFC South, followed by Let's Talk Football the Round Table followed by Let's Talk Fantasy Football. And these all three shows are great, informative, good stuff for you to hear. But one thing I really want to I want to uh, spotlight to you is there's a there's a show in the middle of that pack, The Round Table, and they are hilarious. They are all jokes, and they are really into it. And uh, just stay tuned, man. They have, they have so much fun. So I'm going to take the Lions plus three in this one over the Patriots. If anybody can tame a bird, it's definitely an Now, you see, this is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. This gentleman is on the show, and yet during my segment, what is he doing? Playing around on his computer, making notes, telling jokes, trying to be a funny guy. Do I do that during your segment, sir? Do I sit there and make comments? Do I laugh at you? No, I do not, sir. What is, is this? I thought we had a better relationship than this. You know what? Don't make me go Shannon Sharp on you, because I'm telling you, let me tell you something there, Skip. I don't think this is right. Because oh you be making God. comments during my segment, I don't think this is funny. I don't think it's funny at all. And let me tell you something else. When I was playing for the Broncos, I caught every pass that threw to me. Let me tell you something, Skip Bayless. That's what I'm saying to you. So anyway, there you go. Yo, yo, jokes jokes aside. Jokes aside, that is a dope Shannon Sharp impersonation. That was awesome by Nick. That was awesome. That's hilarious. Shout out to my guy, Nicholas Rosario, Mr. I Want to Smoke. He is one of the three hosts of Let's Talk Football, the Roundtables, Tuesday night, seven or 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central, and you know all Mountain West and all that good stuff. So definitely tune into them. We're going to keep this thing moving right along. I did want to answer this one right quick. Uh, Nathan said, I guess my question is, uh, are we expecting Chase Young as in the second as a second coming? Got to hold the accountability. No, we're not, um, honestly. And that's one of the things that we kind of talked about with how two years ago, 
we were all we were all overhyped because we saw, oh my goodness, look how great they're doing. Chase Young is a rookie of the year, but we played a Nick Mullins, uh, uh, Nate Sudfeld, uh, you know Daniel Jones. We played a series of quarterbacks that are not the top tier guys, and you know last year we got exposed. We saw that Chase didn't do great last year before he got hurt. Let's, I mean, hope hopefully we'll see what he can do when he comes back. But a lot of the things that we've been talking about, Will, and I know you can attest to this scheme, a lot of the issues playing complementary football along that line, these are the things that will make us better. And I would rather have him come back and play a role and be really good in his role as opposed to trying to be this world beater that he was at Ohio State because I, we need the team effort as opposed to one man. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. The immediate part to that, that question is no, I don't. I mean, I, I think the second half of the season when he comes back is going to be kind of getting his legs under him and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and working him way, his way back from an injury. But do I think he's going to be a second coming or a franchise player? Yeah. You got drafted number two overall. I drafted you to be that Lawrence Taylor type. I drafted you to be that Joey Bosa, the the guy that the team is is scared of to to work around. So yeah, I do have very high high expectations of him for what will be year four, not right, right. now. Right, and, and and look, let's we don't even have to go that far. We can go back to the last game. We drafted you to be a Micah Parsons. We drafted you to be that, and you saw Micah Parsons on the field jawing to Chase Young, who was off the field. And to me, I mean, look to me, if I could just, if I could uh, put a little uh, uh, audio to that, it's like Micah saying, I'm on the field. Where are you at? You know what I mean? And no disrespect, I understand the injury and everything, but at the same time, that is what we expected. That is what was hyped from 2020, that first year, and he has not lived up to that. Micah was a beast last year, and he has proven to be the same thing. Although, Janae, watch out, because he looked like that back was a little sore Oh, come on now. Let's get it. What's up, Anthony? Joining, watching the show. Um, and Anton saying, do you guys feel Williams or McKissick will get the seat when B-Rob comes back? The We're about to go talk about that, actually. Go. Good, good segue there, Anton. <laughs> Let's get it. Yo, so it is the first quarter of the season. Fortunately, we are one and three. So we're going to just try, we're going to dive into a couple of things. Our overall thoughts on the teams, our depth issues. Um, definitely also want to get into our injuries um, because that's, uh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay. I, I, I noticed I didn't put it in here, but I was like, <laughs> so and we'll, and like, well, let's go ahead and lead with that. Um, we know on one of the plays that you talked about, uh, one of our best guys and what we thought potential rookie of the year candidate. I mean, four touchdowns in four games. Come on now. Uh, he looked like he pulled up when he got held. Mm-hmm. Is there, do you see a theme here, ladies and gentlemen? Anyways, wh- he looked like he pulled up, came off the field. My guy, Diaby Brown, got in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. But Jahan Dotson is said he's out for two weeks, I believe. Two weeks, yeah. With a hamstring issue. Also... We have uh, Cos- Sam Cosme, who also is dealing with injury issues. And we'll talk about the flip side, who might potentially be coming back. But, Will, talk to us about some of these injuries, man. Yeah, yeah. so two guys that left the Dallas game or got hurt in the Dallas game, and, and they're going to be out for a little bit of time. So Jahan Dotson, just like you said, he when he made his cut, he got held. He, his hamstring is, felt a tug. So he's out for two games, mostly because of the fact that we've got the Sunday game and then we play Thursday against Chicago. So just going to be too quick of a turnaround for that. So he's out two games. 
that's going to be a huge loss because he has been a really consistent weapon. And then the other thing is, what's that recovery going to be like? Yeah, Is he going to continue to be at full speed or is that going to affect him? Because, um, man, he has had a, a, a fantastic start to his career. Um, and now it comes to, you know, who's going to step up? You know, is Cam Sims or Diami, are they going to get more playing time? Is this something that McKissick is going to become a part of? So right. Curtis Samuel's no longer going to be able to do maybe some of all that um, – that that backfield stuff, some of the handoffs and jet sweeps um, and quick throws that you know that are only you know two yard throws down 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 the line of scrimmage and let him run it. Is that going to be something that McKissick can do? So th- we're going to kind of see some wrinkles here. Um, let's see, but I mean, it's a huge loss to our wide receiver core um, because everyone's targeting and blanketing Terry. Really, Jahanas has been quite a weapon for us. The other one, and there's some positives with this. Unfortunately, I say this is Sam Cosme um, is out for I think they put him on the pup. He might be out for four games. Ooh. He had some surgery on his on his hand. I think it might have yeah. been. I, I can't remember. He definitely was dinged up. He was dinged up going into the game and he, he had some injuries afterwards. So he's out for a while. But Cornelius Lucas is going to be coming in, mm-hmm. which is this may be. One of the good things we did this offseason is we re-signed Cornelius Lucas. Yep. And this he's played a lot. Sam Cosme has gotten hurt a lot in his in his career. He yep. only played in nine games last year. And now he's out for another four games because they put him on the pup list. I'm pretty sure they put him on the pup list. So Lucas is going to come in. However, last year, Lucas played in seven games, committed one penalty. Uh, I like that. The year before, he had to play left tackle for a while, and he committed one penalty that year. Mm-hmm. So there may be a little bit more discipline going on there with Lucas. I don't necessarily think he's as good as Cosme is, but he's also a veteran, so he's got a little more craft there. So, so we've got two injuries that came from Dallas that are going to be mm-hmm. going to be kind of big. Um, do you want to talk about the the guy who's the big guy who's coming back here who just got um, activated? Oh, you absolutely know that, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you that do and those of you that don't know, our running back third round pick, Brian Robinson, looks like he has been cleared and he's able to he's able to play this week. Now, we don't know if he will. We, you know, we look, we this is already so much more than we ever expected. And if you don't know the story, he was in uh, Southeast D.C. Apparently somebody, you know, two teenagers tried to carjack him. There was a tussle for the gun, and he was shot a couple times in, you know, his legs and his lower parts of his body, okay? This was before the season. This is week five, ladies and gentlemen. My man is back. Like, I don't want to say 50 cent, you know what I mean? But, you know, <laughs> to get you get shot all those times, and you're back to playing NFL ball, this is amazing. And it goes to the question that Anton that asked, you know, who is now going to – who's going to have to – who's going to suffer on carries? And I think we kind of both can maybe agree Jonathan Williams will, will suffer a little bit. I, I if, it, if it's between him and McKissick, and the only reason I'm saying that is McKissick is very big in the screen game and 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 kind of doing that like Debo role where he's coming into the backfield and come, you know, do flares out of the backfield or a little, you know, reverse or whatever, what have you. So um, I'm loving that B-Rob's going to be back, and it's interesting to see how um, – how you know the whole running back room will look but let's pump our brakes this is we we still don't know if this is db rob that we got out of alabama first coming back the man was shot 
Okay. That's, that's not something that I, I mean, I've never been shot, so I don't know, but I, I don't think that's something that you just easily are able to get back from. Mm -hmm. Now I'm sure he's probably been training and doing some things once he's been, you know, kind of back in the, uh, in the room and back in, back on the um, field kind of in house, but we're talking about game speed. We're talking about going up against other teams that don't necessarily care as much about you. You know what I mean? Like they'll respect the fact that you're injured, but it's still competitive little, you know, we got to win this game type deal. So it's going to be interesting to see going forward. If he gets a full, you know, uh, you know, full run, a full set of carries, this whole thing, or if he's on a pitch count where, Hey, we'll give you four or five plays, see how you look and, you know, kind of get it that way because you regardless if you're shot or you have a hammy or you just are out for those first couple weeks, there's wear and tear that might not be there, but then there's also, you got to get back up to game speed. You have to get back up and be ready to take hits, be ready to be running five to 10 times a game and get right. We talk about Saquon. We talk about Christian McCaffrey. Both these guys have dealt with hammies and things like that to where they come back and they're on pitch counts. You know what I mean? Where they're only getting a certain amount of play, a certain amount of carries in the game. So we don't want to overexert them and then re potentially re-injure them. So I'm excited about that. But Will, there's another guy that just came off. Didn't Larson just come off the We did. The yeah, yeah. So we got two guys that got um act that got removed from the pup list. So yeah, so there's there's two distinctions here. Brian Robinson and Tyler Larson got removed from the pup list. Brian Robinson got activated today, meaning uh, you know, when you get when you get removed, you've got 21 days to figure out, are you able to play mm -hmm. and be a part of the 53 or do you need to be put on injured reserve for the rest of the season? And Robinson got activated, which means there is a chance he could play Sunday. I think you mm -hmm. said it perfectly. We got to pump the brakes. But I don't think Jonathan Williams even needs to dress at this point. Like, you know, why do we need four out there? You know, unless you really need to ease Robinson in. But I'm excited to see what he's got. But Tyler Larson is now another guy that may be coming to some reinforcements and help is, is on the way. So Larson was our backup center last year. Chase Rullier got hurt. He came in. He played fairly well. He kind of kept things going. He tore his Achilles um, at the towards the end of the season. Um, I think it was actually in the home Dallas game is when he mm -hmm. tore his Achilles. So he's been re rehabbing from that. So he has been removed from the pup list. He hasn't been activated. So he is not going to be ready to play on Sunday. We'll still be going with Nick Martin, but this guy may come in and take over as our starting center once he's ready to go. And that may bring, you know, he could be an upgrade over what we got, which as we've said, we could use all the help, uh, in, in the world on offensive line. So any, any help could, could, will be good. The other thing related to center is we found out, unfortunately, that Chase Roulier will be out for the entire season. Mm. He went, he wanted to get a second opinion. He went to have it and they said, you need to, you need to have surgery. So our starting center who was playing really well for the second year, we lose him for now, this is going to be even longer in the season than last year. We lost him on, on Halloween day. So we lost him for half the season. We basically lost him for the entire season this time. Um, we just got to hope between Nick Martin and Tyler Larson, who are natural centers, that they are able to to pick things up and, and, and improve us because our offensive line needs the help. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. And look, you know, was that – that was it. That was it for our injuries, right? Yeah. That was it for our injuries. And look, let's stay right on right along the offensive line. Uh, look, 
Norrell and Turner, I, I don't know if you guys saw, ladies and gentlemen, but starting in the second quarter, uh, Sadiq Charles came in for Trey Turner. Trey Turner had a holding penalty. It did not look good. Gallimore was blowing him up early and often, getting a sack. And, and also, I mean, one play he picked up about near swallowed McKissick. He just picked him up like he's a little kid and was dragging him back. You know what I mean? So uh, Turner does not look uh, up to par. Neither Norwell has been struggling as well. Um, And and it shows we had that uh, switch. And then you talk about Schweitzer's backup center. Nick Martin came in there and started at center at certain plays. Uh, Will, our line, man, look like last year we touted it. We said, you know, we had eight, nine guys that got into the rotation and our own line coach was great. What's going on, man? Yeah, this is so frustrating. You know, and this, I mean, they, and they did say Matt's, Matt's go was, you know, really making, making some, you know, uh, genius work out there with, with what he was able to work with. It's just so frustrating when we look at our roster, the fact that last year we had two solid guards. Now you make a trade for Carson Wentz, so there's no way you can afford to keep Brandon Sheriff, you know, whether he even wanted to stay here. You knew he was going to have to go. But then we got rid of Eric Flowers. So now we had to re-sign two new starting guards, and we went on the cheap. We went out there and got Andrew Norwell and Trey Turner. Trey Turner was a Pro Bowl player with the Panthers. Was. He was. He got cut by Pittsburgh, or he was not re-signed by Pittsburgh this past year. And Pittsburgh does not have a good offensive line. So that's who we're signing to be our starter? Like, come on. Now, I do think the idea was more for Wes Schweitzer to be the starting right guard. But then when Rulia got hurt, Schweitzer had to go over. So now you're questioning. So who was our backup center? Your starting right guard was your backup center. Right. Like what are we doing with this roster construction? You know, we're, we're spending pennies on such an important position, especially when you have a quarterback who is not mobile the way he used to be. He needs time to throw the ball, to utilize his big arm, to utilize these longer developing routes that these receivers can take advantage of. And yet we went on cheap. So it's real frustrating. Um, I do hope that Nick Martin can turn into something. He was a former starting center for the Texans for about four seasons. So mm-hmm. I think he's better than what we had. It's it's just also frustrating to me. Like, what? You you get this guy off the street who's better than what you had in-house? Like, yeah. I- including some of the guys you had on your practice squad? Like, what, what type of roster decisions is Ron and the Marty's doing here? This is just this is piss poor. Yeah, man, they're they're looking at it and just pick. Oh, get that guy. Uh, get this guy. Look, For pennies. What can right. we do to save money? Yeah, and the, it's ridiculous. You wonder if that's all the way up to the top or you know what that is. But at least we know Nick Martin has good pedigree. For those of you that don't know, he is the brother of Zach mm-hmm. Martin on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So we know how good Zach Martin is when healthy, because he even got rolled up on in this game. Um. But he is the brother, so hopefully, a that will help us out. If I'm not mistaken, on his first play in, I think he got a holding penalty. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty yeah. early on. Yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> so it was it was definitely rough. But that is that is one of those areas that we've seen a lot of. We were going back and forth a week ago about Carson Wentz. He's holding the ball too long. He's holding the ball too long. Well, you shared something with us in the in one of the group chats that we were in, where he only ha- he's getting the ball out quickly because he doesn't have time he he has what two seconds to throw the ball if that mm-hmm. you know what i mean that I, nobody could be successful like that so then it, it makes you understand why we're doing a lot of these short quick passes 
a lot of this quick tempo stuff to make sure that we're giving him at least a little bit of time. Because another issue that I've had is why are we in the shotgun every other play? You know what I mean? It's third and inches and we're in the flipping shotgun. Like we're, we're giving five yards up just to get, come on. We need those five yards. Right. (laughs) We need that time. And, and, Oh, it, it is absolutely, absolutely frustrating, uh, Will. But there's another part that is also very frustrating, and it goes right along the same lines of paying pennies to bring guys out and call them our starters. Uh, Wild Goose and Castro Fields. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know Wild Goose before last week, you knew him after the game because he had, what, two PIs uh, in that game that, that really messed with us. Uh, and I'm not going to lie to you. I've looked and looked and looked. I haven't seen Castro Fields. I mean, I've seen him, but I haven't, like, it's kind of like, really? I mean, if you needed me, I could have played. I could pass a physical play if you're just pulling random cats out of it, you know, like you're talking about. Like like my dad says, oh, you just picked him up from 7-Eleven. He was hanging mm-hmm. out at 7-Eleven. He said, all right, you want to play football? Here, we'll give you a jersey. Like, that's that's what's going on here. Explain this to me, because if this is what we're bringing in, bring, me, bring back Troy Apke. All right, at least I know how much he was going to get burnt by. Like, I, I, this is killing me, Will. Come on. Yeah, I can't explain it, but I can tell you what they've done. Because yeah. the explanation or the, the philosophy makes no sense to me. No. It's it's the same thing. Like, on defense with our secondary, we on, after our cutting down to the 53, we go out and sign guys that were cut by two other teams to be and like I mean Castro Fields has been inactive so like that's okay that's kind of one of those you just like Christian Holmes you draft and stash him but Wild Goose has to go out there and play he's elevated over Danny Johnson so what the f are we doing with our depth analysis by our front offense where we have to go sign guys who've been cut and they're already ahead of guys we already have in-house that's just really really pathetic roster construction and Ron is the CEO of this, of this, the football side of things. So he's a part of all this. And it's, that is poor. Cause when we've had to rely on them and had them to get out there and play, they're terrible. They are. They're rough. They're absolutely rough. And this is just, it's just something you want. Hey, look, look, we know how uh, your boy, your boy that you love, JMU Jimmy, mm-hmm. we know how his college team is doing. We might need to bring him back. Just, just place a call to him, Will. He's a free Bring agent. <laughs> we need him. You know, and I know I know there's a guy around your area, DJ Swearinger. I you know, hit him up. I know we we can use him as well. God, I, <laughs> so love it. I almost bought a Swearinger jersey last week. Yes. I almost yes. got it. If Swearinger what? Redskins. Apparently he signed it. Oh, I was so tempted. Wait, wait, wait. You mean you almost were gifted it because nah, you yeah, would yeah. never buy any of the no, no, I, no, I no. I don't spend no, no, no. Or cash on old Redskins no, stuff. No, I you don't do have that. you don't have a new Redskins gear on right now. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Got it last year. <laughs> Yo, and, and this is and this look same same thing. Landon Collins sitting back, just laughing at us. There, I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at Wild Goose and Castro Fields, you said Castro Fields is not there, but I mean inactive. But Wild Goose has showed how awful he has been playing, and I. Thankfully, I didn't call his name, but you know, maybe that it was garbage last game. Like it, it is really just bad, stressful. bad roster construction. It's stressful. Why would you? It just doesn't make sense. Because even at the time, like you said, when it came to the final 50, 53, 
We were like, okay, well, they signed them after just to just to have people to sign on there. But we didn't think that this was going to be go, the guy staying with us going forward. So this <laughs> trying to I'm trying to figure it out, Will. I'm trying to figure it out. But and 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 we're gonna quickly move on to this part because yeah, D line, but also undrafted free agents and newcomers. You know, we we could use you know some undrafted free agents or newcomers, anything like that for the corner position as well. So. But for, for the D-line especially, what can we do to help us? Because three of these guys are legit. But then once they come out, you know. It's just it's just continuing this like we're like – and Ab says it right when he looks at we're cheap. Yep. Here we are. We've got all these first-round picks on for the defensive line, and all of their backups are seventh-round picks and undrafted free agents. There's no middle ground. Like, what the <laughs> – are we yeah. doing here? And so when, <laughs> guess what? People get injured. Our second round pick gets hurt and he's out. And now you're bringing in these street free agents to come in and play immediately, you yeah. know, against um, definitely against Philly. We had a guy play for the first time we signed in the free agency the week before we signed a street free agent and he suited up. Yep. It's like, why are we, why are we going after all these undrafted free agent guys that other teams have cast it off? Why do we not have any type of veterans in there of any sorts? Like I know Ryan Kerrigan wasn't what, you know, he retired because his time was up, but where are the players like that? Tell me why we don't have star Latulale on this team. He played in Carolina. What, why is he not a part of this team? I'm sure he knows a little bit about how to play the game. And instead we're, we're trotting out these guys that are, that are undrafted free agents to, to play rotational pieces. Like we're just, we're being cheap with our backups. It's almost as if like, we think we're playing the game. Like when I played Madden, I turned off injuries. So my starters yeah. played the whole time. <laughs> Because I thought it was bull when they got hurt. It's like, right, do you right. think you're going to go through the entire season like this? And you're getting undrafted guys and seventh-round picks to be core backups. It's just – it's absolute garbage the way this team has been made up. And we've seen in the first part of the season, when, now that they've had to play, we're just getting exploited because of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And look, and and I, that – you made it. You make a great point. You know, I, I get. You know, everybody wants to get you or newer. Everybody wants to get the fresh talent. Get a college guy. Get a guy that's in his early twenties. He's on the right side of of you know of thirty, if you will. He's under thirty, and I, I and I get all that. But there's something to say about having that veteran presence in the locker room. I want to look at a hey, Nathan right here. Look at Baltimore. They re-signed Calais Campbell. Yes, he's definitely on the wrong side of thirty. But he's been a part of teams that have been contenders. He's been a part of teams where he can also be a locker room leader that makes such a difference. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in that locker room that we don't see until it spills out. But in the best teams, the reason why you don't see it is because they squelch that stuff. When you rave, I'm sticking with the Ravens. When you had an Ed Reed and a Ray Lewis in the locker room, they handled the stuff in in house. Kerrigan for us. You go back in the old school days, the Monty Coleman's and the Daryl Greens and the Art Monks. These guys handle things in house. Sometimes I get you might lose a little bit of of, uh, of the speed, a little bit maybe you know the talent from the older guy. But what you gain in experience, what you gain in bringing these guys in and kind of helping everybody to kind of understand how things are going to go. Because look. We know that you could have the, the Chase Young. And, and matter of fact, 
Micah Parsons, prime example to the, the talk, the, the interview that the thing that Aaron Andrews did, and where he talked about Dan Quinn and talked about the, the thoughts and the goals that I had for my career and where he wanted it to go. He completely changed it, but he was so good. What makes him great is that he was receptive to hearing that. Not all the super talented young guys want to hear it, especially when they've been the best in high school, the best in college, and coming in getting highly drafted in the pros. They don't want to hear that. They think I'm just this, I'm just that guy. Even mm-hmm. back to Chase Young, where there was a lot of plays where he went off and do his own thing, and he would be creating a hole for the defense that we're getting gashed. So there's something to say for getting in some of these older guys. Shout out to late great George Allen. Who who traded away every draft pick he ever had, and he the over the hill gang, you know, <laughs> went in there and played in Super Bowl seven, lost unfortunately. But I mean, the talent they had on there, the Hall of Famers, he there was just something for the experience, something for guys that have been there. Mm-hmm. Hey, we need to make some of these decisions to get that. But it goes back to roster construction, absolutely, like you've been talking about. Um, wait a second, what do you say, real quick? Uh, this looks like Madden franchise and his CPU is signing free agency. Well, yeah. <laughs> putting guys in there just to fill a, the just roster whoever. spot. <laughs> just whoever. But but like you alluded to and like we started with injuries. I mean, we are we've said this since last year. We're a couple players away from seriously having major, major issues. And to be honest, it's kind of happened now um, with our secondary and then obviously trying to fill in for Chase Young. But. What if my guy Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis go down? Where do we go from here? Is it Eifler? Is is it Mayo? Like, come on now. Right. John Bostic. Right. Ugh. You know? Yeah, no. That again, that's another position where like we've gone so cheap where you, you, you only want to rely on two linebackers, but then the, the guys behind them are, are terrible. It's like we just have to hope they don't get hurt, essentially, because the depth behind there, it's just it's just a continuing theme of, you know, Ron, this is your 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 team that you're, you're in year three. You said they're going to make a step up. You have weapons, but the depth behind drops so much yeah. that you can't overcome these injuries. And that's just – it's just roster malpractice, in my opinion, like on what they're doing. And they're just – it just doesn't make sense how they've just gone so cheap on all this stuff. And, and they're getting exposed. Yeah. Yeah. And look, and, you know, you guys know I've I've – Shouted out Cole Holcomb, North Carolina all day. But look, the both of these guys are mediocre at best. Like they have got good heart. Maybe, you know, they they're hustle. They're hustle players. Moral but they're support. not yeah, moral support. Right, 100 percent These guys are the moral support of the team. But at the end of the day, if we put on these stud players, they're gonna get torched. You saw it. CD Lamb ran all the way past um uh Jamin Davis multiple times. Uh, one of the first times out of the backfield, their first first down of the game, uh, Zeke is blocking, 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 and nobody's coming open. He kind of just leaks out of the backfield. Holcomb is there. Zeke catches it and then burns Holcomb down the sidelines. You yeah. know, these are the type of things where Holcomb and Davis are they're great. Yes, I like them. Yeah, man, I'm glad you got a, a jersey. But no, you ain't not supposed to be my starters. No, you fill in when needed. You know, that's just, that's what it is. So it goes to your point of A, being cheap, B, kind of settling for, oh, I guess this is what we have, you know, and C, not being proactive, not going Mm -hmm. out there. We talked all off season, 
Like they've got to make a move. They got, I understand you don't want to pick the same linebacker like you did a year ago in the draft. Fine. But you still have to make a move. Ron, you told us that uh, free agency doesn't start till after the draft. Well, you got, who did you get these corners? Cause you didn't get linebackers outside of Mayo and, and, and Bostic. And obviously I looked at Bostic on the sideline. He's looking up at the camera and that, you know, what's going right. on. So something's got to change, you know? So, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. It's scary. It is. It is. Ladies and gentlemen, we are definitely getting close to the end of the show. We're going to take a quick breather and then we're going to we're going to preview this game. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to we're going to see where we stand with this game. Uh, so we'll be right back. Actually, actually, guys, I love North Carolina. We're going to give you a quick little dance break. <laughs> Tar Heel Nation, awesome. baby. That's love pretty it. awesome. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, wanted to go back real quick and check this. Anton, Mr. Morris Port himself, said, where is the mental mentality of I want to be the best in that locker room? Will, yeah. I, I, I I, don't know. Talk to yeah. him. Like, what, what do you yeah. think? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Because it's not – You're. I mean, you're right. And we thought by bringing Kerrigan in, Jeff uh, Zanina, bringing him in there – Warren Sapp was kind of hanging out with us uh, prior to the season. That's that's kind of the thing we thought. But, you know, sometimes you have to have a guy in-house. You know, we thought it was Jonathan Allen for us. Um, And he's he's a leader. But, you know, we don't know if that's what it is. Maybe that is. Maybe there is that leadership in the locker room. And just with the pieces that we have, it's just not working out. We just need to get better pieces. Maybe that's it right there. So we shall see. You know what it is. You know what it is. Heels. <laughs> Yo, ladies and gentlemen, we are so glad you are with us today as we are still here and going strong, ladies and gentlemen. And we still have football to play. The second quarter of the season starts. Game five, right? Yep, not four. I said game four. See that? Love correcting this stuff live. Right. Uh, <laughs> game five, the Washington Commanders will bring, invite to our our stadium, or maybe they'll rent out our stadium and have all their fans here, the right. Tennessee Titans. I will be going to this game. My sister got me some tickets. I'm kind of super excited. Yes. Heck yeah. Heck yes. yeah. I, I still want to go. We will be in section 228. My guy Anton Benton will also be at the game. So I'm sure we'll, we'll Ab have will a be there. tailgate. Ab will be there. You know, there's gonna be a bunch of us there. So, you know, we're we're gonna be well, wherever we are, we'll probably be yelling the loudest. I, I will definitely uh say that. I said, yes, sir. I will see you there. I can dig it. I can dig it. Yo, so let's get into it. Let's talk about it. We're playing the Tennessee Titans will. Um, we all know the big guy. We all know Derrick Henry. But uh, are, are you are you do you fear these guys? I mean, we've seen they got crushed by Buffalo, forty-one to seven. They didn't look too great thus far this year. They've had moments, but uh, well, what are your thoughts? You know, I think the shine has come off uh, Mike Vrabel and oh. the Tennessee Titans. Uh, you know, he reminds me a lot of of Ron Rivera. 
he just like a newer version. He seems to be this kind of more old school type coach. Um, you know, he, he plays by running the ball, pounding you. You know, he's got a quarterback who he just doesn't want to, to lose the game for him, basically. Be mm-hmm. that game manager. Uh, so, so no, I, I'm not too, too worried about them. I will say this. This is a must-win game. You can call this code red if you want to. We have to win this game, have to win next week against the Bears and be at three and three if we're going to right this ship. Otherwise, it's going to be really, really challenging to make this any type of a decent season. Um, They've got, you know, a stud in our most weakest area. Their defensive tackle, Jeffrey Simmons, is a beast. And that is, you know, our interior line has been poor. And that's going to be a huge play. Let's hope maybe this week two of Nick Martin in there, plus, you know, Sadiq Charles, he's got a little bit more beef. You know, we'll be able to work together, get some cohesion and and play and kind of contain this guy as best you can, because he he can certainly be be a problem. Um, You know, and then like we did against Dallas there, you know, they want to run their offense through Derrick Henry and, you know, sometimes we can hold the guys and, and other times we get gashed through the run games. So that's going to be, that's going to be a big part of the game there, but no, I'm not, they don't see us as a formidable opponent, but I don't see them as a formidable opponent either. Right. Right. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm in agreement with you. I just, you know, this is, this to me is another game. If you would have said this at the beginning of the season, I'd be like, Oh, dang, this is, this is something big. You know, they were the AFC, yes. uh, you know, best team, in the AFC last year on paper, you know, but let's remember that team was without Derrick Henry, even though he did come back in the playoffs, but they had to sustain do all that with Tannehill. They had AJ Brown. They even had Hulu, even though he didn't do much. You know what I mean? So they had a formidable team a year ago. This is not that team. So things will be a little, a little bit different. And uh, let's go ahead and get right into it. Dad. Let's go ahead and get right. Do you have do you have jingle, ah! jingle, 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 jingle. <laughs> do you do you have the keys? I got the keys. Okay. Absolutely, and you started. You said it. You said it. And 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 every anytime anybody goes up against Tennessee, they say it. We all know it. Stop, King Henry. Or as uh, what is it? Uh, where did he put it? He say fear King. Oh yeah, there it is. Contain King Henry. That I think is more reasonable, more realistic. We have to contain him. We have got to limit him from those big plays. He's going to beat us down. They're going to get a steady dose of him. We saw what he was able to do to the Raiders. We need to make sure that we can get him down. No, we cannot let him get these broken tackles where he's running off and having these big, long gains. And, and certainly not can't have him stiff-arming our guys and making highlight reels out of us. So mm-hmm. we need to get him down. we got to contain King Henry, no doubt. Yep, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, stop the run game is going to be huge. On, on offense, we have to plug up the middle. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Simmons is their stud. That's where we're the weakest. They've got two other guys who actually have more sacks than him. Rashad Weaver, who I've never heard of, mm-hmm. um, and Danico Autry, who I've never even heard of, have more sacks than him. Autry plays uh, – uh, they're both linebackers, so they're kind of coming from the outside. But we have to contain that in, that interior pressure so that we're able to run the ball, so that we're able to get off passes, so that we're able to give Carson a chance to, to just survey the field. Um, I think that's going to be the the big challenge is can we stop that interior push? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the second thing I have 
for us is discipline. We had 11 penalties for over 130 yards. Yes. That clearly was a huge it was a huge part in last week's loss to the Cowboys. Okay? We have got to be more disciplined. O-linemen, hold your water. Secondary, my God, y'all have got to keep your hands to yourself. Stop tugging. Stop. William Jackson III, you need to stop grabbing people by their daggone shirts and all that. Okay? Come on. We we signed you because we thought you could play some ball. And uh, we have got, got to be disciplined. We cannot have almost as ma- the same amount of uh, penalty yards as we do rushing yards. We can't, okay? That's, I mean, that's it. We have got to be disciplined. I can't harp on that enough. Will yep. It's perfect. Oh, I, I love that idea. And kind of piggybacking off that is, as I say on defense, we have to limit the chunk plays. Mm-hmm. I don't think their lineup really scares me much, but they've got two receivers with the way we play that can, that can hurt you. You know, the, the rookie Traylon Burks and uh, and then Robert Woods that came over from the Rams. So they can they can make you pay out there. So yeah. we have got to limit these chunk plays. These defensive backs, our corners have got to step up their game because if, if, if you allow Tannehill to get into a rhythm and then you've got the running game going, it's just going to be a snowball effect and we're not going to be able to come back from it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And my last thing – is this it cannot happen it will not happen well actually it might happen because it's happened multiple times tressway cannot have more yards than our quarterback tressway had 270 our quarterback had i think 170 oh. it can't happen and i i love him i love you tress you're my guy but no no and the only reason that if, if we're balanced and our running game is running for like 200 yards, I'm like, okay, fine. You're keep taking the ball out of, out of Carson's hand. I don't have an issue with that as much. But when Tress Way is just punting all over the place, I, I, I no, can't have it. Can't. That's not a successful team. It's not. Because we're not even benefiting from him changing the field position because what are we doing on defense? You know what I mean? Right. So we have to our offense has to have more yards and 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 main specifically our quarterback has to have more yards than our damn punter that's just that's where i'm at that's a sad stat man yeah (laughs) it's bad here's the this is a key which to victory but i'm just gonna say win the game i don't care how it happens i don't i mean i'd love to see it be a clean victory pretty easily i don't care if you all have to grit it out in the fourth quarter to pull it i don't care what it's going to take we have to win this game we can't start the season at one and four i just i i don't know if that's going to be a hole we'd ever be able to climb out of um so whatever it takes whether you know so my thing from the coaching standpoint is if, if something's not working scrap it Try something different. And then if you need to go back to it, you can. But find out what works and stick to it because we have got to win on Sunday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nathan Snell said, I would also like to see more zone and blitz packages. 
we, we saw a little bit more of that this week. Definitely a little mm-hmm. bit more blitzing action. I, you know what I did see this week that I really liked is that we saw more stunts from the defensive yes. linemen. Yeah. We weren't just running straight up the field. We did stunts. And once we did those, you saw a lot of guys, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, a lot of those guys, even Montez Sweat at one point, he did a stunt from the right side, from his right side all the way over to the left and ended up getting in there and, and uh, getting to the quarterback. So that we need that. Make that O-line have to start passing people off to each other and communicating themselves, you know, because that I think is going to make a huge difference. Um, and then he says also play more uh, and, and also more play action on, on offensively. Yeah. We've really struggled to play action. That's where yeah. we, and that's what Scott Turner likes to do, but we, we do that play action. That's when we're, you know, we, we can't control them enough. You're we can't up. block them long enough. Right. And, and that's the thing that I think, it has to do more with a lot more running game because mm-hmm. if you know we can't we de- if you're not respecting the run we definitely can't play action off of it um but i did see us we were running the ball more but what we normally play action off of is that long stretch play that is very i mean it's getting to the point in the nfl yeah. where that the backside linebacker our defensive end is just sitting there a smart one is just sitting there waiting for the quarterback to come back and if you saw that play, the, the one or at least the first play action we did, it got blown up right away. You know what I mean? There was one play where we had a couple first downs, a couple first downs, and then we did like a little read option. But Wentz held it in his belly too long, and then by the time he tried to pull it out, they were already in the backfield. So, yeah. like you said, he's not the same old young guy that he used to be. So, we're going to have to see. Um, can we get the tight end more involved? Logan got nice. involved a lot late. It'd be nice. I'd love to see some more Logan Thomas. I think he's working his way back still from that knee injury. Yeah. Well, and have, you, have we heard anything about Cole Turner? So Cole Turner has fallen behind on the depth chart Yeah. to Armani, uh, Armani Rogers uh, because uh, and some of it has to do with special teams, but it's like him getting hurt in training camp has kind of put him behind, which, which stinks because we were so excited for what he could do uh, at some point. I, I'm sure he'll get activated at some point. Um, and be able to show up. No, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Inch or a mile, a win is a win. It is. Absolutely. That's what we need. And this is what normal Washington fans say. First, you don't succeed, give up, try something else. Well, yeah. Yep. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. Yep. Bates, yeah, Bates caught a few as well. Bates caught a few as well late in the game. I like to see that. So, Will, let's go ahead and do it. Let's give our score predictions. What are you thinking is going to happen this week? Do we get the W? Do we get a loss? What's happening? So, I mean, this is code red. This is your back against the wall. This is you cannot lose this game and keep this going. So we're going to pull it out. It's going to be in the fourth quarter. They're going to need to score a touchdown to win it. So I'm going 20 to 16, Washington. Let's go. I like that. Oh, I like that. Okay. Okay. I also think we're going to win it. I think that we are going to uh, not hold or, or have uh, those pass interference penalties like we had a week ago, and we will get a couple interceptions on Tannehill. Um, Henry's going to have, you know, a pretty decent day, and that's because I'm starting him on fantasy. Um, but uh, <laughs> outside of that, I also think we're going to win. I think our offense is going to do what we do, put up 28 points because we're able to do that, and it's going to be 28-17. And I think we're going to be able to pull away late. Yep. That'd be nice. Oh, that'd be nice. It would be nice. It would be nice. We shall see. Um, One thing I did want to talk about real quick. Let me see, Nathan, are you still in here? 
Uh, Nathan said, did you, do we get a chance to see our fantasy teams for this past week? Uh, right now, Nathan, I'm leading my division, the North division at three and one. I did take my only loss to this guy, but, uh, he's in second at three and one. Mm-hmm. Delilah and Ab are one in three Ooh. in our division. Ooh, it's rough. Uh, Janae leads the dirty, dirty division at three and one tied with Nicholas. I want the smoke. Rosario at three and one, and then Baltimore Lee and Show Me Your TDs are tied at two and two. Oh, wait a minute. Nope, nope, nope. Baltimore Lee is two and two. Cameron, my nephew, Show Me Your TDs is 0 and four. So, Ooh. yeah. I got That's Nathan my- this week. I did see that. So, I need to go set my life. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh uh. Watch out. I'm going to get that dub. Nate, you might have to talk to you next week on that one. <laughs> Here we go. Anton says 24-21 uh, win by a field goal after last That'd be an exciting game to be at. I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. I like that. We need to be solid and get points on the board in the first half. Yeah. That's another thing I'm thinking. I honestly, Yeah. I, I honestly, I mean, I loved what we did last game. First two plays are running plays. We got a first down. Great. Keep moving the ball. I love that. But, man, let's go. Let's snap it right away at home. Get those fans on their feet. Take yes. that shot deep to McLaurin, and let's see what we can get. Let's see if we can get a penalty or maybe a catch. There's a we're beat. We, we can beat some of those corners. We just eh, we're just not getting. It. We saw mm-hmm. what happened last week, but we're not getting it done. So that is where we stand, ladies and gentlemen. We are so glad. Points on the board, or we will be behind. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You say, yo, we are so glad that you were able to join us here today on Washington Football Weekly. Um, another week, we lost last week. Hopefully, we're co- we're coming up. We're going to get a W. We need to be two and three because, like Will said, we cannot start this year off one and four. It is it's not going to be a good look. Uh, a lot of coaches are already on the hot seat, um, and Rivera. I, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think they're gonna let him go. But at the same time, there's going to be a lot of questions, a lot of people sitting here talking, saying, hey, come on. We don't want to lose the locker room this early. You know what I mean? So we need to get this job done. We're believing. We're believing what you're saying, Ron. Now, hey, get it together. It does fall on you at the end of the day. So let's get this thing together. Let's get this W and let's have a nice weekend. That's that's where I'm at. Yep. That's where I'm at. I'm with you. Don't even don't post that. Yeah, I'm not week. doing it. I saw it. I just saw it. <laughs> yeah, we we want Chicago and Atlanta. So get out of here, yo. We we we, we should bring Nick and Delilah on next week though for oh, the yeah. for the Bears preview. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna do that, yo. So look, we will be with you uh, next week. Stay tuned. Same uh, same place, same time. We appreciate you being here. And uh, we we want you look get out of here, Nick. Absolutely, we want you to come back. We hope you appreciated how we took a look at the game. We broke it down the way we thought it was. Mm-hmm. So for myself, Mr. Sean Spencer, my guy over here, South Carolina's finest, Will Kramer. This has been Washington Football Weekly. All my roundtable people, you didn't get to see it earlier, so I'm definitely gonna play this to end it. Hope you enjoy it. Check out the roundtable Tuesday nights. Peace. So I'm going to take the Lions plus three in this one over the Patriots. If anybody can tame a bird, it's definitely an angle. Now, you see, this is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. 
This gentleman is on the show, and yet during my segment, what is he doing? Playing around on his computer, making notes, telling jokes, trying to be a funny guy. Do I do that during your segment, sir? Do I sit there and make comments? Do I laugh at you? No, I do not, sir. What is, is this? I thought we had a better relationship than this. You know what? Don't make me go Shannon Sharp on you. Because I'm telling you, let me tell you something there, Skip. I don't think this is right. Because oh you be making God. comments during my segment. I don't think this is funny. I don't think it's funny at all. And let me tell you something else. When I was playing for the Broncos, I caught every pass that threw to me. Let me tell you something, Skip Bayless. That's what I'm saying to you. Oh <laughs> so anyway, there you go. Uh, yo, yo, jokes aside. Jokes aside. Jokes aside, that is a dope Shannon Sharp impersonation.